How's it going, Jets fans? It's Ryan Moran and Ali Ashraf here from Fireside Jets, coming to you a couple of days after now the Jets and Mike LaFleur, offensive coordinator of the last two years, opted to part ways. Um, pretty big decision that I think a lot of Jets fans feel pretty strongly about, you know, one way or another. Um, you know, in one sense, I think you look at LaFleur and uh, just, you know, his pedigree, really what he comes from uh, with his brother, Matt, obviously, uh, working with Kyle Shanahan for his first seven years in the NFL and obviously with Sala and, you know, his relationship with Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, um, there was a lot of speculation. And you just factor all that in with the talent that LaFleur has. I think he runs a, you know, very popular, trendy, modern-day scheme, you know, in which the there's a lot of pre-snap motioning, right? Uh, obviously, um, that kind of helps in the running game, helps off play action, and, you know, you kind of make things look the same. So LaFleur has a lot of talent, but I think this year, you know, we got to see just some of the issues offensively and why it was really tough to retain him. I think for the jets, um, obviously the last three games were pretty tough. I think you look at, you know, really all year long, like the usage of Elijah Moore was one thing I felt pretty strongly about. And, you know, why before it was going to be tough to keep him in my honest opinion. And, um, you know, it's definitely something that's generated a ton of buzz, you know, throughout jets nation over the last week. And now the jets really gear up for an extensive interview process. So Ali, what were some of your thoughts and takeaways on, the Jets and LaFleur parting ways, um, you know, really your thoughts on his performance last year and, you know, what uh, you think was the best decision here for the Jets. Yeah. For the Jets perspective, um, you know, I think it's a move that had to happen. Um, I feel um, I am not totally against LaFleur just because he had to work with three quarterbacks this year. He didn't know which quarterback he'll have on the field that week. Um, and that's tough for any offensive coordinator and he was a new offensive coordinator he was new to the position um and he didn't have much help so that is a big time you know for an offensive coordinator you can't really grade him off of that just because he doesn't know which quarterback is going to be out there and the game plan was not great now putting out the wrong plays out there the right plays were just never for LaFleur LaFleur always messed up plays in the red zone especially um, and it was pretty awful to watch. We would make it down the field and not be able to score our touchdowns, and that cost us a lot of games. Um, and, you know, hopefully whoever we bring in can figure out how to score in the red zone because the Jets knew how to move the ball. That was simple. We knew how to move the ball. We just couldn't coordinate everything, and everything. everyone was not on the same page um, on the field and in the in coaching. So, um, you know, LaFleur has talent. He's coming from, again, you know, a very respective uh, coaching street. Um, and he will probably find a really good home somewhere else say, where he can, I think he's going to maybe go to the Rams. I think they're rumored uh, with McVay. So we'll see what goes on there, but he'll have success wherever he goes. And I actually like LaFleur um, as a candidate for any team, but I think for the Jets perspective, I think they had to move on and find a different option because they're right ready to win now. Um, and especially now that we're looking for a different quarterback, it wouldn't, it would be the fourth quarterback LaFleur would be working with. So, um, you know, it's something that we just need to start off new and see which quarterback they're looking at in free agency or in the trade or whatever it is, even in the draft, who knows, um, that they want to get, um, and connect that with the coach on off of the coordinator. So they're on the same page and they can work things out. But with LaFleur, it was you know, it was exciting when we got him, when we got to the line, got him that as a package deal. Um, but now I think it just it just had to move on. I'm with you. I think while LaFleur, and I'm a fan of his, and I think the second half of 2021 was some really impressive stuff. 
just didn't really see as much of that this year, I feel like. And committing to the ground game for four full quarters and most losses that the Jets had this year was a huge problem. Um, like I said, the, the Elijah Moore stuff, even with Denzel Mims, I feel like that was a very frustrating situation that was mismanaged. And, you know, I think while before is talented and I, I am still bullish on his future, I think right now for the Jets, like you said, just his youth as a play caller, the change needed to happen. So now obviously the Jets – you know, have very many candidates, you know, on their list. They're going to do a pretty wide, you know, extensive search here. And some of the names that have been thrown out there so far, Daryl Bevel, Joe Brady, Nick Kelly, Brian Johnson, Kevin Petulo, Marcus Brady. And there's been more of speculation, no official buzz yet confirmed on guys like Todd Monken, Greg Olson. Um, you know, so a lot of different candidates. It seems like the Jets really aren't limiting themselves to running a Shanahan type of system. Um, they're going to really keep it all open to just going with the best play caller. And I think that's what they have to do. Um, they still have an offensive staff that's going to need some uh, positions to be filled. So this coordinator will probably have, you know, some pull on who uh, rounds out the staff offensively, which obviously the Jets have, you know, a lot of moving parts and to get this offense where it needs to be next year. Um, it seems like as of now, Bevel is the favorite. Um, you know, and it seems like people are pretty torn on him. Obviously, he did some good work with Matthew Stafford in the past, but, you know, some of his recent work maybe doesn't impress people as much. Um, Ali, what are some of your thoughts on Bevel and the rest of the candidates, you know, who have been brought up by Jets Nation and, you know, with uh, official buzz, you know, on interviews so far? Yeah, um, I'm not liking all the names that have been interviewed. Um, definitely not the court, uh, tight end coach for uh, the New England Patriots, uh, but, you know, it's – um, Bevel is a guy that I feel like is top tier right now for the Jets. I feel like he has offense corner experience. He knows how to work a team. Um, and he has connections, obviously, with the coaching staff in a way where he's known around the league. He knows how to coach a team. He knows how to move the ball. Um, and he, he has a lot of experience, and that goes a long way for any team. Um, depending on what his view is, uh, what the quarterback position is, and if that goes along with Robert Salah and Joe Douglas and what they're trying to do um, and who they're trying to bring in, um, maybe that's an ideal place for us, but there's still a lot of other candidates out there. There's still Cliff Kingsbury that we haven't uh, talked about. He's still available. You never know. He could be an option. Um, I do like Ke uh, Kevin Patula. I think that's a guy that uh, is going under the radar a little bit just because he has a lot of connections with Joe Douglas, um, and he obviously was a quarterback coach um, a couple of years ago for the Jets, um, and um, he obviously knows the people in the building. He obviously knows Joe Douglas from his time in Philly, so um, that's a connection I could see happening. I mean, it's not like a big upgrade from LaFleur. Um, he's not God, but, you know, if you were thinking about the home run hitter, it's Todd Monken if he wants to come out of college and coach um, with whoever quarterback he wants to work with because Monken is a guy who's kept the Georgia offense um, insanely impressive through a couple of years now, um, and he could probably come in and change the entire offense of this um, Jets team and whoever quarterback they want to do. If they go out and get Lamar Jackson or whatever it is, Tom Monken probably would have a lot of fun using Lamar Jackson in an offense. So, um, I mean, that's the pipe dream for us, but um, you never know. Um, but he has getting a, lo a lot of buzz from other teams. Uh, several teams are interested, but um, I don't think he'll ever leave unless he's getting a boatload of money. I'm with you. I think Monken probably would be the dream scenario for the Jets. Obviously, Frank Reich has been another name that's been tossed around out there, but mm -hmm. it still seems pretty early in the process. I mean, they've only, I think, completed like – 
one or two, maybe three interviews up until this point. And there's been, as we just said, so many names like the Monkins, the Greg Olsons, the Reichs of the world who have been thrown around out there and for good reason. Obviously, they would be exciting hires and, um, you know, but there's still nothing official yet. And I think, you know, the point you really hit on that I agree with is just the fact that, you know, solid JD with so much at stake coming, going into this upcoming year, I think that experience is going to be a pretty pivotal part. Like you said, someone like Petula, who was with the Jets, um, you know, has, has experience in the league. You know, it's definitely going to be fascinating to see as this process ramps up. And, you know, there really hasn't been a ton of buzz over the last couple of days. But, you know, with uh, teams getting eliminated from postseason play and things like that, it should continue to pick up. So hope you enjoyed this episode, Jets fans. Uh, you know, like, subscribe, comment below on your thoughts on the Jets offensive coordinator search, who you would prefer. And uh, Ali and I will be back with some more Fireside Jets con content on the way. So have a good day, Jets fans. 